0: John John Madden taught me football, and that's not mm-hmm. even a joke. Um, even before the the video game, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, first time me watching football with my dad. It's John mm-hmm. Madden. and I hear you know doing a Cowboy game on Thanksgiving, and what, what a Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Sorry, back back. I lost
1: signal, so I didn't uh, hear anything you said. It looked Cowboys like Cowboys said... game on Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <I'm back. laughs> hello and happy new year happy 2022 from the duo sports and stuff podcast this is episode 71 of the man. duo i am deontay epps joined by my best friend my <laughs> best man
1: my ace Dan hey, Beasley. Dan, What's how happening?
0: you doing bro
1: Pretty good. Pretty know, Where's my boy uh, from Kirby Enthusiasm? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's where you get that pretty from. Huh? Yeah, yeah. My boy uh my boy Larry David. That show is hilarious, but pretty good. Pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. Uh I can't complain. Um New Year, New You, what's up? I mean, it's the same me, you know, the only thing that changes for me is the last letter of the god dang uh date. You know what I'm saying? But no. no I'm talking about uh, I ain't you you still know, writing twenty twenty one on everything uh twice so far I just know, two man. times just two times I, but guess I what guess what guess before. what guess what though this this new year your boy hasn't missed a day taking his vitamins okay usually last oh, year it was a few man. few days after we got I forget to take my vitamins i'm i'm six for six this year my boy you own it you so on tomorrow's it. gonna be seven for hundred percent
0: so. yeah man good good that's what's 100%. up man this is my first time seeing your face this new year man uh yeah, man, it's, it's really uh, good to see your face again man,
1: too, man. man just, i had to uh get my get my log on on the social media accounts and check out see everybody's festivities the the night of what new year's new year's Eve? yeah right it's mm-hmm. called new year's Eve, right yeah night of new year's Eve, i was like checking in on people make sure everybody was uh making smart decisions and if they weren't making smart decisions i was living vicariously through their eyes so that was cool to see everybody doing the thing man you know enjoying like- themselves and
0: De Monrick hit me up twice on my Twitter. <laughs> he, he's like, Bro, you're gonna delete this tomorrow. For, for the listeners, I was uh, friends, my, my was, wife and friends, and I was on
1: bourbon. Was <laughs> yeah, we, let's just
0: say we had a, we had a really good time in, in and it in well. Yes, very in well. well.
1: I'm glad I I'm glad got to bring it in well because circumstances could have been a lot. Y'all would have been, you know, on bourbon for a whole different sorts of reasons if it didn't get the outcome that you wanted or needed. So,
0: you know, you know, you know, it's crazy because I always think about like the safety of being in certain situations, certain places, mm-hmm. especially on new year's Eve and new year's day. And mm-hmm. I'm thankful that, you know, we were in good, you know, shape and nothing bad happened yeah. because I, uh, I was, I'm on this forum, like sports forum, Baylor one. And one of the fans that drove him and his family drove their vehicle to New Orleans. And the oh, day of the game, Lord. the day of the game, they checked into a hotel and he had gave his keys to what he thought was the valet. And it was not the valet. <laughs> so his car, his car got stolen. And, and that's not the courageous part. You ready? Unfortunately, his car was used in a homicide.
1: Oh, so he's linked to that. Next day. Yep. Damn. Um, did you see the article? So it was an active open investigation. Dang.
0: And so on the picture like the picture that the news in New Orleans used for his for the article was his vehicle with the Baylor's license plate on it. So Woo. yeah, unfortunate situation, man. I, I hope always, he gets his name
1: cleared. That says movie type yeah. stuff right there, bro. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I mean his his like it's cleared and all that. It's just it's crazy. Like stuff like that that seems to happen. Um it's crazy. in in you know, during that time and stuff. So I'm always thankful for being in a good spot. Yeah, man, Dang. being protected that's, and that kind of stuff. So
1: that's a word right there. You should make sure if you, you know what I'm saying? You book in a hotel or Airbnb, you look at the, 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 what is it? The amenities that are provided on the brochure on the website, just to make sure you don't get catfished yeah. like homie did. Cause that could have ended a lot, you know, that could have ended very bad. Fortunately, he, you know, was getting his name clear and stuff, but that's, yeah. that's wild, man. But it's like, we had a good time. We had some, uh very yeah. eventful games, some very successful games on the fan <laughs> yeah. on front. On the fan front, on the fan front yeah. yeah uh, on the fan front. That's a nice I, name of a new segment. On the, the fan front. I'm going to break that
0: the fan front or, or the episode, either or, you know. <laughs> true, 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 true. But, yeah, man. So, like I mentioned, yeah, I was right, in New yeah. Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, for sure. Baylor Bears, Big Tool Champs, you know, went, went down news. to Nola to take on <laughs> – Take on Lane Kiffin and the old Miss Rebels. And uh it was it was fun, man. It was the Baylor fans, first of all, were outnumbered. Like I'd say like
1: yeah, eighty was, to twenty percent. But that's that's, that's, to given, that's to be given. Of that's to be given. That's their turf, bro.
0: It's their turf. Baylor really doesn't travel very well. I mean they do they do for the amount of fam- I guess I think it was a good showing for Baylor fans. Look, it might, compared to other if I had to
1: assume, If I had to assume how y'all travel based on the people from Baylor that I know, I think y'all travel pretty damn well. Because any time yeah, there's an away yeah. game, like, you know, go on the social medias, I'm like, damn, they all sitting together. Like, that's nice. Y'all playing that mm-hmm. together. That's convenient. Damn, they all came again together. Damn, how they did get to that game? Damn, right. it's raining, but they still at the game? Damn. I know them seats was expensive, but they still made it. Shout out to them. Right. So, glad y'all had a good time. Yeah
0: we 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 were in the dome and you know we were pretty like we were like in the high seats but compared like the the superdome to AT&T stadium the the highest seat at the dome is probably like second level, level at AT&T yeah so we like we had a, we were up but we had a good seat like you know AT&T is crazy dane and so yeah. we had a good sight and view oh, of the action man, surrounded man. by it was like 12 of us Baylor fans surrounded by a sea of old Miss fans. And, <laughs> you know, it's always good to find those fans that aren't like, like you could joke around with, you know, you know, like it, well, it didn't get too serious. Like I want to fight you kind of stuff. Um, I but can't it was understand cool what to- you
1: mean. Every time I see a fan from an opposing team, we want to throw hands. That's how we get Yo, down, yeah. you feel me? Yeah, just
0: yeah, get that look. Ain't about that we just, we just
1: give it a look like that. <laughs> look, I'm like that too. Actually you're not. <laughs>
0: come come around this way. You, <laughs> you will get, get clapped <laughs> But but no man, it was it was a fun experience. Of course, the outcome of the game was the icing on the cake. I, now, know, I know I know you was feeling
1: this, a certain type of way once uh once the boy Matt went down. I was like, Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well be honest, once bro. Matt- I didn't I didn't I didn't want him to get hurt. I didn't want no, him no, to get down.
1: Absolutely. But I yeah. mean, let's be real. You in the Super Bowl and Tom Brady goes down. You ain't going to be like, dang, I can't believe Tom Brady just went down. It's like, ah, sucks to suck. The only reason gotta... I
0: was, bro, because I knew mm. the excuses were going to come about why we beat yeah. Ole Miss. But I'll put it like this. We saw that first quarter Matt Corral was struggling with that Bears defense. Yeah, Second bro. play of the game, he threw that pick. He got sacked. I think he got we got to him three times before he got hurt. And so, I mean – we got that thing too. So, unfortunate, <laughs> very unfortunate to see him go down. Doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it's a serious injury, and we'll thank kind of God, man, to that. Yeah,
1: whoo, that draft stock could have, that draft stock could have went.
0: Shoot, but, and he, he might be a, a prospect that Denver's looking it. at. So, <laughs> really don't want him to be injured. So, um yeah, but Ooh. the it was great. The Baylor defense played well. Offensively, Gary Bohannon. I think he was still kind of coming back from that that hamstring, um, so it, he was struggling a bit. But when when he was struggling, the guy we needed the most was Abram Smith, who mm-hmm. um, did Abram oh, Smith like oh. things. You see, towards the end of the game, that we we're tiring the Ole Miss defense, like literally running through running through defenders. Um, touchdown from Colleen's own Monterey Baldwin. If any Colleen yeah, well, was gone, Shoemaker. Uh, people that listen to our pod—that's track Texas. speed. That's track, track speed. speed. What you saw right his, there
1: is track speed.
0: Right, his first touchdown of his career, bro, in the Sugar Bowl. Imagine that. That's insane. So he even speaks faked volumes. out the cameraman on that. So yeah.
1: speaks volumes to the not only the people that are in front of him, but either that or just a misevaluation by the coaching staff. Yeah,
0: I think they've they've like this year they've used him in that position Sharing, where he's had to Staring at you,
1: offensive coordinators.
0: As, Hey man, hey, we we
1: good. Hey, I'm just saying, if I had to, crit- no. you know, I got to find me a critique somewhere. You know, that's just a misvaluation right there. Man should have been getting the rock much more than that, but it paid hey. off. It uh, paid yeah, off. I'm digits.
0: sure. I'm sure next year he will. Uh, oh, he might be one up. of those spots. He needs Maybe. to be. Maybe he'd be a nice punt return guy. The primary, the
1: primary slot guy, the guy that goes in motion. That's the guy you need to be scared of. Your vertical threat, because clearly, yeah. dude with the ball in his hands. It, if the angles, if you go back and watch that play, for those of you who don't know we have no idea what we're talking about, there's only like, what, three or four touchdowns the entire game? It shouldn't be hard to find. Anyways, he, the angles that the defenders had on Buddy, they should have been able to get this guy, but because of the acceleration, and I don't even know if we call it that, because that's just that's just uh, talking down on what we saw him do. By the time they actually just,
0: saw what was going on, bro, it was too late. Like, yeah,
1: but it's it still like, was amazing because like you can see, defenders. like you can see them starting to turn off their, you know, speed. Yeah. But by then, by the by the time they got to their max, he was already he was already pulling away. And that's why I was like, yeah, that's that's definite track speed. Like, yeah, that's that's long speed right there.
0: He was Pause. he was definitely out of there, and um, like the offense did you know just enough while the defense was carrying mm-hmm. most of the load throughout the game. Ten sacks, ten sacks is crazy. Had at least I think we had three picks, including the pick six on mm. that one drive to uh to take the lead early. But
1: he was you know, going too, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Al Walcott, obviously, man. It's it, for for the Baylor program, and I'll, I'll let you get to Ohio State, man. It was a big win, the first obviously. New Year's six slash BCS Bowl win in program history, coming off the big Big Twelve Championship uh game from last month, man, and. Mm. I honestly, and the the people that listen to the podcast that are of, you know, Baylor alum or a Baylor fan, I think you can agree that it's probably the Baylor best Baylor season football season that we've had first time getting 12 wins. And uh, I just want to say David Randa is that dude, man. And I hope he he stays um, with Baylor for a very long time, as much as people want to feel like Baylor is a stepping stone job. I honestly believe, and I'm not saying that as just a fan that, He wants to be at Baylor for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think he wants to push towards fighting and, you know, getting towards the national championship. And I hope we can at least get in the playoff in the next year, two years, three years, and continue to build as we come upon the new Big 12. And so overall, fun experience in New Orleans, fun um, time with friends and my wife, of course. And it, it was just, you know, Nothing nothing more I could ask for for the new year to bring in 2022, man. Um, nice. But before before we even, or should I say, as we were walking towards the stadium and preparing to get to the game, Dane, mm-hmm. I happened to glance at the TV a few times, checking my phone, oh, you know, catching glance. up on. What are
1: watching by chance. Should have oh, been man, remarkable let, if you were taking your attention while you are walking in the football stadium.
0: I, but, yeah, man, you know. The, the the Rose Bowl game. Did, did you have a team that you liked that happened to play in the Rose Bowl game that day?
1: I did. I did. Ah. I did. You know what? Deontay, let me tell you something, man. All From right. the coin toss, I knew this was going to be amazing. Okay. Uh, they and had y'all were dog. down early, too. Oh, yeah. We were getting smacked. <laughs> we were getting smacked, <laughs> bro. <laughs> we had no answer uh, for Cameron Rising. Like, no answer at all. Because Not only was he, I mean, obviously he ended up leaving the game early because he got hurt, but he was leading the team in rushing and passing. And he wasn't no type of dink and dunk type stuff. Like, he was tearing us apart. Our defense is young. There's no excuse. But they knew that we had holes, plenty of holes on the defense. Uh, But they were doing the damn thing, but. For starters, I knew the game was going to be amazing because LeVar, Levar Burton was uh, – he, he did the coin toss. I was like, oh, man. man, Colt is in the house. We, we good, bro. We straight. <laughs> we going to be all right. So, you know, that happened. That took place. He was looking all majestic and stuff. Um, and then we got down early. They they were started beating us. I was like, oh, damn. This is about to be a horrible day. Like, I'm going to be pissed off because I already know the Cowboys going to disappoint me this weekend. That was my thought process. I was like, I need at least one dub. Right. And I had – I knew the only thing that was going to make or the only thing that was going to put us in jeopardy of losing was the defense just because they're so young and so undisciplined. Offense, I, I knew we were going to be fine just because, of C.J., we had uh, <laughs> so many dogs on the team on the offense with Killer Instinct. Mm. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> I did not hear that name, by the way. <laughs>
0: Who? I, I don't know who that is. I
1: ain't gonna say. With anyway. um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Who was doing this thing. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He was wow. He was looking yeah. like wide receiver number one. And the kid's only a sophomore, but you know, I'm not gonna waste our time and read over his stat line. You know, 15 or so carries, 347 yards, three touchdowns. Could have been four if he didn't, you know, fumble the ball. But anyway, yep. he was balling. He was the reason. If there was a guy. This ball season that you had to watch anytime the ball was in his hands, it was him because you had no idea what was going to happen. And, of course, say what you want about it being Utah. Utah has a solid defense, or they have two. They have one guaranteed first rounder on their defense. Um, I would say two or three, but he didn't play that well, so I wouldn't say that. But they had some solid guys on their defense. But – Just watching over and over and say, Bro, what are they going to do to slow this man down? And then coming to realize Utah, of course, they had some players playing both ways because of just the the impact they had with so many players not being able to play. Um, whether cover related or just you know, just being down players, you know how it is. Some of you athletes out there know how it is when you got to get called up and you got to play both ways, and that's what happened. So, we (laughs) took advantage. (laughs) <laughs> we had to take advantage of those mismatches and we definitely did, but CJ was CJ was looking like the man. Offensive line did well for the most part. Um, but but Jackson Jackson was isn't was, that
0: crazy though. I, I started thinking about like I mean I had thought about it before, but more so after this game, bro. Like uh-huh. Ohio State
1: receiver you, bro. It might be. It might be.
0: I mean, you got um, LSU, obviously, with the success oh, yeah. of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase right yeah, now. Absolutely. But, I mean, Ohio, Ohio State right more there.
1: They could be more than one uh, wide receiver you. I'd say yeah. probably LSU, for me at least, it'd probably be LSU and Bama would be up there. But are you're talking about factories, you gotta have a, the Ohio State included in there because when you're playing without two bona fide first round potential both top 20 picks and Chris Olave and Gary Wilson, like neither one of those guys played i did it didn't bother me they weren't going to play because i knew what we had you know loaded in the chamber because we you know we keep right. that thing on us too but <laughs> next year is going to be amazing can't wait for um what the the future brings but man it was it was a great game glad they got the dub and the way that they did um, they stuck together and they balled out and they didn't give up um defense got some work to do offense got some things to clean up but i'm i'm hopeful and it was a great okay. dub because i know my other team didn't get it done so yeah, yeah, you know.
0: yeah. Definitely a big time win for Ohio State, man. And something that the you Ohio State. I'm sorry, to correct you right there. Something that you mentioned was <laughs> how you know you didn't have all the top receivers. You know, Gary mm-hmm. Wilson, Chris Olave, and those guys opting to you know sit out the game to prepare themselves. Um,
1: for a long Matt Corral, NFL careers, right? All pro receivers. Right? Matt Corral playing. from
0: from from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He said no, you know, I want to play with my brothers. I want to, you know, finish the job out with them. And we saw the end result, right? And, and he's like
1: the first or second rank quarterback coming out. Like, and that's right. the, like, I hate it for him. Cause like your agent, as an agent, somebody should have been like hide his helmet or something, but right. the competitive Nate that just speaks to his competitive nature. I'm gonna let you finish. But and
0: that, yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you about because, I don't know. Did you see the comments from Kirk Herbstreit about players not yeah, man,
1: loving Yeah, let me see that boneheaded. Him and uh, games.
0: Desmond Howard. Yes, Desmond. So we'll never, we'll, we'll never have same. them on the Desmond. podcast nah,
1: <laughs> because they're gonna hear that, this and be like, nah. <laughs> they're "Never gonna come that, on." But that boneheaded yeah, bull job they said, man. I ain't,
0: yeah, I think we are talking about, about y'all this. Players
1: have love for the game if they choose to sit. I was like, uh, no, you can yeah. love the game and know that. Running a simple slant route could cost you millions and millions of dollars in the NFL. Like right. let's not be obtuse here. You're not wrong if you decide to play and you're not wrong if you decide not to play. Like that's what it is. But- we've
0: we've had a lot of conversations on the pod about this in general about um, you know, how the NCAA has been over the years, exploiting the athletes and mm-hmm. with the NIL and Players actually looking out for themselves, trying to make the best opportunity making for themselves. Making business decisions. Making business decisions. And I think that goes along this goes along with that making the decision. Like I don't I don't fault Matt Corral for for playing, right? Me neither. Absolutely and I don't not. fault the players, right, that decide, hey, I'm not gonna play. Is at the end of the day and what, you know, the Kirk Hurstries, the Desmond Howers had failed to understand during that statement they said, and then they came back, and I, I think they try to correct it later on. But
1: yeah, it's their, pedal. it's
0: their decision, right? Yeah. Like, who are we to tell them what they should or shouldn't do? At the end yeah. of the day, is that particular player, if they want to play, that's fine. But at the end of the day, they have to understand. And I'm sure Matt Corral <laughs> understands now. <laughs> Here's another thing. Here's
1: yeah, another thing. God bless these dudes, not just those guys. God bless each and every one of these athletes with. The not only the genetic lottery, but just the athletic ability to do what they do, right? Who am I, a regular ass human being, to say, I-, I can't believe these guys decided not to play in a game, which I enjoy so much, they, they should be ashamed of themselves and they don't love the game like they they like-, like they think they should. Like, who am I as a regular person with with nowhere near the ability to do what they do on the field to question one their loyalty? Their love, their passion, like, who am I? And they shouldn't give anybody else the right, of course, unless it's you know that's your kids or something like that, I can understand. But like you said, they, these are grown men who've been treated like children for the majority of their lives. They are now grown men. They should have the opportunity to protect their investments because it, that opportunity, the opportunities <laughs> the opportunity the opportunities, the percentage of people of athletes. They go on to make it to the NFL, let alone have a career, a long lasting career, or even just, you know, enough to make pension. That that it's 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 a very small number. So mm-hmm. I, I forget what those bozos said. You know, I hate what happened to Matt. Matt's, you know, probably gonna be one of the first and second he should have been, but one of the first and second quarterbacks taken off the board because of his body of he work might still be. I hope so. I really hope so. I don't think but there was whoever, any Oh, but
0: serious. I was gonna say I don't think there was any serious damage mm-hmm. um, from the uh, X-rays after the game. Did, did
1: think. you read anything about him be ready being ready for uh, combine and, and uh, pro day workouts? Or I, I didn't said anything about. It. I, I didn't I, I look. I should have looked. looked. I should have looked. But I've been, you know, it's yeah. Try not to. I try not to go dive too deep into finding out because I don't want to come across some news about him. You know, oh, he's going to require surgery. He's going to be out for right. or whatever. Because you know, it's just I haven't. I, I, I felt like I would
0: have seen that on the Twitter yeah. webs by this, by this point, but yeah, man, it's like, I mean, it all comes down to, you know, the player itself, like we had always said before, but, um, speaking of players, dang, there's one particular player in NFL that has made waves this week. And you and I had decided, you know, one, one thing, one thing that's very interesting. And I think, We've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. When when a certain event happens in NFL, NBA, things of that nature, we're also quick—not we, but the general human—we so quick yeah. to send out that tweet, you know, jump send out conclusion. that post, and jump to conclusions about. I, I think this is what happened, or to yeah. crack a joke, yeah. or to Ch- you know, uh, clout chasing, right? <laughs> that and. Um it's not always the case or like right it there's they say it's three sides to a story right there's mm-hmm. one side a side b side and then the truth and i think with the antonio brown thing i think this is where we are um yeah. if you if you're just now by now you should know what kind of has, has happened and antonio brown as of today january 6 2022 was released from the Tampa bay buccaneers uh this past sunday mm-hmm. i was on the road back from new orleans and i saw um you know during a pit stop i looked at my phone cuz i don't <laughs> i don't tweet and drive um sure, during a pit stop i saw that you know everybody was talking about antonio brown and him walking off the field and i saw the video and i think i did tweet antonio brown did what and it wasn't <laughs> like well like you know i was really trying to get a point because everybody was saying certain things and so yeah um there's a lot of information dane that has come to the forefront since uh this past sunday about this situation from Antonio Brown from Bruce Arians and mm-hmm. i think that and I, I i'll say this i think mm-hmm. my opinion i think they is is they're both at fault and, and yeah. here's and here's why.
1: Um, <laughs> they're bad people on both sides.
0: <laughs> I think they're both at fault here, and I think <laughs> from the Antonio Brown side, I mm-hmm. think um, as far as the maybe the way he kind of decided to. It? go about this situation with the yeah. different antics and you know, the extra throwing off the pads, doing jumping jacks or whatever in the end zone.
1: I don't want to stop you right there. Deonti, Cause I'm just saying okay. if, if you got fired and you left and decided to strip off your clothes and do cartwheels and jumping jacks, I don't think nobody would frown upon it, bro. But continue. Go ahead, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I know you are. I know. Uh,
0: I think, you know, from that aspect, I think that could have been done in a better way. Right. Um so apparently from the Bruce Arians side. Allegedly. Allegedly, Bruce Arians didn't know about Antonio Brown's ankle injury. And oh I from, from from that, that sounds weird because you're a head coach and you don't know about a player's injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That 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 just doesn't connect with me. And I just don't get I don't get his move, truth, and, you know and, and, yeah. I don't get Bruce Arians' thought process in in kind of saying that to the media when he probably knew that it was going to come to light that he knew about the situation. Um, and then there was a text that Antonio Brown had posted about the discussion over his ankle injury. Right? Receipt? Am I correct on that?
1: Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: And so from from the Bruce Arians aspect of it, I think it's just. Ugly and nasty if they decided To go on this front And make it seem like Antonio Brown Just didn't want to play yeah. um, I you. mean we know his so past we, He's been at four spots He's been here, he's had issues In other places and I think I mean we've, we've talked about Antonio Brown previously At his different stops and what happened there And mm-hmm. you know he was at fault And I think for this particular situation, Dane, both parties um are at were at a point where they kinda were at headbutting. Yeah. And um I think they both could have went about it in a in a better light. And um I, I still don't like and I I'll let you go on this one. I still don't like the fact that mental health is still downplayed in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, We had a whole episode dedicated to Mental health when Dak Prescott was going Through his thing after he lost his brother mm-hmm. Um, Mental health Is still Prevalent whether you believe That Antonio Brown Has CTE Or you know clearly I, At least in my Opinion I think he's still going through things And people handle it a d- certain way And like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier in this segment I don't I'm not making an excuse for him because he's had previous thoughts where he's had certain issues or some you know some issues as well but I just don't think that we should be so quick to judge be so quick to man ain't nothing wrong with him he's just crazy you feel me am i weird yeah. in
1: saying that no we are right well within our rights to show compassion uh to other human beings we don't know what his fight is none of us knows Antonio Brown personally. Um, From the outside looking in, we've learned as a society, we've learned a really long and hard lesson. And we're still learning about judging someone's actions before or judging someone's appearance and or actions before facts come out. We've seen this plenty of times. We um, uh, A massive weight loss from an actor, an athlete, and boom, joke's flying. A few months later, find out that the person has been dealing with cancer. And here you are, talking about this person, making fun of them because they, you know, they look a little bit different. This is no different. Okay. Yes. AB has a track record, a Walgreens receipt size of, you know, different run-ins that he's had with teammates, with, you know, coaches, with other professionals. It is what it is. He's a human being. That's not to say he's in the right every single time, but there's, there are layers to the situation that's going on here. Now, i gonna put this in perspective. I am pro player. I haven't always been, but I, as of recently, the last five to 10 years, I've been a pro player. By that means, I want players to get paid. I like for players to get, you know, that kind of generational wealth. I like for them to have, uh, you know, I don't like pitting two players against one another just because it creates this this ugly crabs in a bucket, crabs in a barrel type of mentality. I don't like it. So for the sake of being a pro player, I want to look at it from you know a a teammate's lens. Like, what is he going through that could possibly provide a reasonable, rational explanation? For me at least, it appears like the man had some sort of injury to his ankle. Okay. Maybe he got shot up, you know, whatever type of drugs or high-profile drugs that the NFL uses that Of course, the general public has no idea about sometimes the guys will tell you, you know, yeah, I just had to get the you know, I had to get the numbing on the foot before I went into the games. Other guys, they won't because a lot of these guys are gladiators. They're not going to complain about the pain until it becomes to a point where it's one, it could potentially harm their career or two, it's just that painful. Um, So maybe he got some, you know, maybe he he got shot before the game and throughout the game, he realized that the pain was still there or he re aggravated it. There's no telling. And we probably, I don't know if we'll ever find out the entire truth, but that's what happened one way or another. He and, you know, he and the coach got into a, some sort of verbal, I wouldn't say altercation, but verbal confrontation of sorts to which to AB's credit said that he got cut in the middle of the game. Now, do I agree with the way he exited the game? Absolutely not. However, Sure, all of us has known someone or has been fired themselves, and you ask yourself a very valuable question. If somebody fires you, are you really going to go out the rest of your day? You know, like everything's okay. It's like, oh yeah, I'll get that email to you shortly. Or I'm gonna stick here late on a Friday, Friday's like the sound I'll be making like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so. Say what you want about, you know, well, if he could do jumping jacks and run off the field, then surely he could have played. Oh, yeah, was that's, like, well, that's different. Anybody, yeah. look, anybody who's played football or anybody who's played any type of sports knows that that basic movement in your ankles and or lower extremities during a jumping jack or a brisk walk is nowhere near com- comparable to running, you know, at top speeds, ducking and dodging 250 pound linebackers and. Putting that type of pressure on your ankles, you know, mid route, like there's no way to tell. So, for a lot of us, you know, either saying a lot of these things about it and not knowing, making all the little, you know, cute little means to get your little, you know, twelve likes in that particular, you know, moment. It's, I'm sure that you know feels all good and well to your dopamine, whatever, good for you, haha. But at the end of the day, there is more to it, and I'm sure there's going to be even more to it that's going to unfold. The issue that I have right now is Bruce and them. <laughs> I'm going to call them Bruce and them. Bruce and them, they can duck all the conversations and questions and hard, controversial questions right now because we're keeping up with the playoffs. They can dismiss all of that. Well, we're not focused on that right now. Our focus is on so-and-so that we have to play on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. But let them lose in the playoffs or after the season is over with, we're going to hear about what happened. We're going to get – You know, some audio about the whole situation, and Bruce is going to have to come clean. He's like, you know what? I messed up. I threw a player under the bus because XYZ and blah, blah, blah. And we'll have. What is that? I said, will he admit that, though? As a man, um, as a man that holds a position leading other men, you're setting a horrible example by one still coaching the team of a player who obviously a number of guys on the team still loves and telling them one thing and telling the media and the public something else. You're going to lose a lot of respect. not saying he's going to lose the locker room or anything like that, but somebody will, okay, so we're just going to keep lying, even though we was all there on the sideline. That sort of thing will happen. Obviously, he's the head coach, so he runs his, you know, he's going to run his locker room the way he runs his locker room, but lying is definitely not going to be, it's not going to be a good look for him, Um, especially if they end up losing in the playoffs because of, I don't know, Tom not having enough weapons or they're just not being enough spark. Yeah, Cause on the they had, already lost Chris Godwin for the year. Mm-hmm. He's gone. And but was yeah. Mike Evans was there. Cause he was trying to get him not to leave. And Gronk is, you know, doing his thing. I don't, I don't know. But if I would prefer to have a hall of fame level wide receiver on the field versus not on the field, I think we're going to take that opportunity, especially one that hasn't had the tread on the tires like him. Cause he, for the most part, Aside from the ankle injury, he's been pretty healthy the entire year. I mean, obviously, he missed a number of games, but you know, so we'll find out hopefully. But yeah. my whole Wait, point of emphasis is not jump, is not to jump the gun. Do you think he'll play in the league again? Somebody, somebody will be desperate enough. Always. Look, we've had people that have killed people. And still play oh, a down of football. So it's, you know, there are a lot of other more heinous things that have happened in the NFL that owners and coaches and general managers have, you know, overlooked because of the sake of their how well they could run a five yard out yeah. type of deal. So I'm sure. He'll Plus, be he's far. been
0: on four teams. Why not five at this point?
1: Yeah. Why not? Be? Somebody's going to be desperate enough, even if it's for a little while, he's going to get on with somebody. Yeah.
0: I, I so. think, I think so too. I think he'll, especially with, you know what, I mean, it'll probably be new information that'll come out about this as we are recording and yeah. by the time this episode drops tomorrow. So, I'm yeah, sure. man,
1: that you know, <laughs> look, I that's... reserve the right to change my mind too. Yeah. <laughs> Something else uh, comes up. More like, information remember remember we all mean... this stuff you said defending this fool? Yeah, you an idiot. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I reserve the right to change my mind. Just, yeah, throwing that out there. why. <laughs>
0: During uh, during the break, Dane, on mm-hmm. Christmas, and I forgot to ask you if you actually got to watch this, but I recorded it on my YouTube TV, and it's okay if you didn't. But did two days ago, I finally got the chance to watch the All Madden documentary. R.I.P. to the John Madden, probably, arguably the
1: probably the, one of the greatest football minds man,
0: and. I, what's the word I'm looking for? Because he didn't. It's like
1: innovator, um,
0: pioneer. Is that the pioneer, word
1: I'm looking for? Mold um, breaker.
0: John um, Madden, man. like <laughs> John John Madden taught me football, and that's not mm-hmm. even a joke. Boom! Um, even before the the video game, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember, like first time me watching football with my dad. It's John mm-hmm. Madden. And I hear you know doing a Cowboy game on Thanksgiving,
1: what and
0: what a Cowboys game on okay. Thanksgiving. Okay. Sorry, back
1: back. I ago. lost signal, so I didn't I, hear anything you said. It Cowboys looked like Cowboys said- game on Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> <right. You>
0: <laughs> but this documentary, man, I'm so glad I got a chance to watch it, and I hope you get to in the next few days. Oh yeah, then. I definitely will. It was it was more like Karina sat and watched it with me and she was, she was so into it. Like he was like adored from all aspects. And like, he was a larger than life guy and he didn't Mm -hmm. carry himself that way. Like They talked about when he was on low
1: key. Right. And they were talking (laughs) about
0: he was on a bus tour and, you know, cause he never, he had took one flight back in the seventies and, you know, he had a, a panic attack and he said he would never fly again so that's how the Madden cruiser thing came about and so whenever they Not would much. go to a city and come out like people would follow him and he would take the time to you know shake everybody's engage. hand and yeah. talk to the man of the engage. people man of the people and then more so from the announcing standpoint and a thing that I loved about this documentary was the way they talked about how he and you know he is in the documentary he talked about How he wanted to teach the game to people, Mm -hmm. like all kinds of people, male, female. And that's what he did during the broadcast. Like, while he's talking about, like, while the game's going on, he's teaching, you know, with the the telestrator or whatever they, the circle, Making jokes and stuff. (laughs) But he was a real, like, one of the most animated characters. I'm going to call him a character, but like, announcers but he Mm -hmm. he brought to life the game um for for everyone that watched and tuned in to his um to his telecast or whatever and like for me that was the first thing like I was telling Karina that was the first person like not my dad that taught me football like watching the game (laughs) and you know Uh I'm saying like him breaking down the game and I'm just like a little kid you know like watching and his the way he was so animated and the energy that he brought to a telecast was beyond, you know, anything. And it was crazy that they were talking about how he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. I didn't even remember that until, like, it said recently. 2009 with Troy yeah, Aikman. Very recently. Um And so, I mean, it was a lot of great things about the documentary and, you know, of course, his early coaching years and how he didn't like to lose. And Mm-mm. when he, you know, when he lost those playoff games, he he took it so much to heart that
1: like yeah, it was it weighing on him he
0: he <laughs> he retired early he retired at 42 which is crazy like you don't see that nowadays like that's like a young coach now in the league you know facts um, trying to get in trying to get
1: into your first uh, offensive right. coordinator position or whatever right guy
0: right and so um yeah man just the documentary as a whole is called all madden if you hadn't seen or heard of it yet but I just wanted to talk about that and celebrate his life and um, how he was so important of course mm-hmm. not only to my life but a lot of people that you know watch the game and love the game and he like actually made me love watching football you know of course wanting to play it but Absolutely. he brought to life man and you know he'll be missed and one thing that was really cool about the documentary they had a lot of former players talk to talk about him and how um, what's so cool? Like how players they like they had Lawrence Taylor, Brett Favre, uh, Joe Montana Newton. talk, Nate Newton, and they all talked about how they didn't care about the All Pro team. They wanted to be on the All Madden team, which was mm-hmm. Madden's team that he picked every year, like the toughest guys, toughest nails, football players, the dirty the guy, guy that, you know, the
1: guy he wanted to walk off the bus first. That right, guy, like, and yeah. so
0: you all talked about how important that was, and that's just who John was, man. Just like a a staple of you know professional football and teaching the game and being a beacon of of football as a whole. And so he'll be missed for sure. But if you get a chance to check out the documentary, if you're listening or Absolutely. yeah, if you're listening to the pod, please do that. It's uh, it's definitely a good one. And um, yeah, that's. That's all I have to say about so that.
1: Rest, rest easy, Mister Madden. Rest we appreciate easy, you yes. for rest for being way. such a a light of joy and uh, an educator, man. Yeah, he's an, edu- that's, he's an that's educator. That's definitely what it was, Maybe bro. And was they an talked educator.
0: about in in the documentary. Um, shoot, okay, I'll say this one part. It's not really. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Do it. I'm so scared about spoilers nowadays. Uh, they talked heart. about after he left the game. Or mm-hmm. like left coaching, he went to teach at University of uh, Cal Berkeley. They wanted right. him to come teach a class about football. Just imagine going to college and there's a class like a football class b- taught by John Madden. Right, in and so it was like they showed a little clip of like an auditorium full of like male and female wanting to learn the game, and he was just doing his X's and O's like he was coaching. I thought that was like that's probably my favorite part. Next level, that. man. Mm-hmm.
1: That's next level, oh, man.
0: So if you get a chance, check that out. Oh, I will. and it'll watch be work. dope. Do that. Uh, next on the docket, Dane. <laughs> what? What? What happened with Bud <laughs> Dupree, bro?
1: I saw that. Look, I really
0: just skimmed through. it. I don't
1: know. I, I wish, and that's the thing that I hate. Listen, man, if you're gonna be ignorant to record a fight, at least catch capture the whole thing. I want the lead up. I want the <laughs> well. Let's go outside and do something. and then I want the actual connect. And then the aftermath, the whole thing, we're going to get ignorant, be all the way ignorant, all the way in it. Of course, the video pops up and boom, it's like in the middle, somebody's hemmed up on the counter with CBS or whatever, whatever it is. And you see Bud pre in the background. And then, of course, it's just a mad scramble. But I have no idea what happened, but allegedly he was trying to break up a fight. Which is the story that I'm going to run with because, you know, we hear too many oftentimes about these players being violent, beating people up, tossing people yeah. around. Excuse me. Um, but it's just so crazy. Like, we're talking about hand to hand fight. We're not talking about, you know, I mean, well, I guess there's not, nothing fair in a street fight, but anyway, we're talking about hand to hand. There's nothing, there should be nothing more terrifying than you, a regular person, thinking that you can knock out. An all-pro pass rusher. Like, blows my mind. This man th- just taken in taking in context. This guy, 270, 285 pounds, four, you know, four, six, four, seven, eight speed, throws and tosses, you know, 310-pound human beings that are equal or around the proximity of his weight, you know, weight class, tossing them around like like sacks of laundry, and you mean to tell me that it's logical in your mind to not only pick a fight or possibly pick a fight with him, but try to go toe to toe with him when you have the option to leave? Like that is—I don't think people understand the the levels here. And this isn't yeah. coming from this isn't coming from oh everybody oh. should know how to fight because everybody doesn't know how to fight. That's the thing. And this is not just to say oh just because someone's big and strong doesn't mean you know how to throw a putt. No, it doesn't. However, right. get you to the ground—that's a wrap. And this is what these guys do for a living. So, anytime I see any viral clips of a professional former athlete, you know, eventually uh, uh, possibly getting you know beat up, or the idea of someone stepping to him to try to beat him, it always makes me laugh. I was like, bro, this guy stiff arms people underneath the turf for a living. What do you? What do you possibly think that you can do in your infinite strength? You know, working behind the computer desk, like courage, myself. brother. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but. Yeah, so <laughs> liquid courage or stupidity or a toxic combination of both, you decide. I don't know, but that I will never understand that. Um these are are Titan like gladiators. There's no reason to try to pick a fight with any of these guys. You get mad imagine thinking your favorite your favorite current Denver Broncos player. Favorite
0: current Denver Broncos player. Yeah. Uh Dang. It was Vaughn. Vaughn's mm-hmm. gone. I'll go with Justin Simmons. Safety.
1: Imagine you happen to get into a, or one of your friends, one of your close friends, there's nothing you can do about it. One of your close friends happens to bump into so, so Justin you. Simmons. Nah, I would know who it is. I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't okay, bump. Gotcha. Somebody else. Somebody <laughs> else. Look, somebody dumber than me. One of your friends, your dumber friends, decides to bump into <laughs> Justin Simmons and not say, excuse me, and he knocks him out by grazing his face with his pinky, you know, from his fist. Like, you being – that being your – like, hey, bro, I look up to you. Like, the pick six you had against, you know, the Vikings three years ago, like, bro, phenomenal. But that's my friend right there that's, you know, laying down in a puddle of his own blood and piss. So it's like, what side do you take? But it's like, in my head, I can't rationalize, like, not fanboying out, like, picking my homie up, him and his, you know, three teeth that are knocked out on the ground. Like, like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's – I can't – I'm going to be so amazed, like bro. So that's what his strength looks like versus a regular person. Like we we seen the show uh, Pros versus Joes back in the day. Yeah, I have yep. like you know professional athletes from whatever walks of life versus you that know random. That show as hell. That man. show was hilarious, humbling, very humbling. But just it's just amazing to me. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. It, you already know they're impressive human beings because what they do on the field. But then they get off the field and they have to show their brute strength and awareness yeah. and. Sense of you know instinct by knocking somebody out is it's pretty yeah. hilarious, especially when the person they got knocked out deserves it, which I think Case is in pretty point. much nine times out of ten. So
0: don't mess don't mess with Bud Dupree or
1: Jason Derulo. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to pick. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Jason Derulo fight or, or I don't want to call it a fight because he slept him really. anyway.
0: Isn't that like did he go overboard, bro? Like they called I you think, Usher, like isn't that fighting so. words, but then
1: again, but hey, look,
0: <laughs> I saw a joke. I you saw a worry. joke. I was like, man, I, can, I can't see uh, I can't see why just, if Jason Derulo got mad that somebody called him Usher. But it's if it's Usher or somebody called Usher D- Jason Derulo, then I
1: can oh, see yeah. them being oh, funny. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but these are stars that have egos, singers, if you will. I have, I've hated Jason Derulo for the longest because he was dating my woman, uh, Jordan Sparks. So I, I've always hated... Jason have Derulo. Yeah, I've never intentionally... How do you not know this? Anyways, <laughs> the issue that I have here is like, one, I have not seen this man in any type of music videos in like 10 or 15 years. I have not in any intentionally, name. shape or fashion, went online. I wonder what's that new song by Jason Derulo. She goes like da, 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 da. No, never done that. I seen him two weeks ago on the episode of Sesame Street. My son and I were watching, he's watching Sesame Street. He loves Elmo. And it was an episode with him. It was a mashup episode with him. Tay Diggs. Usher was on the little mashup. Um Gina Rodriguez. Her racist ass, she was on the episode. A whole bunch of other people. And just remember watching. Jason Derulo pop locking with Elmo and something like you got slipped by that dude. Like this is the guy that you got slipped by. Like, and it's crazy to me. But anywho, I, I mean, it's is it a lot, Beyonce? Is it excessive? Yes. Flagrant foul. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, but it's funny as hell because that's what you're gonna get mad about. Like, you should take that as a compliment. Once somebody recognizes it as a famous person, granted, it wasn't the right famous person, but now you're more famous for knocking these dudes out than any song that you had you could have put out in the last 10 or fifteen years. So
0: we taking we taking Bud Dupree over Jason DeRullo's celebrity death match, right? Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But then again, but think down. about it this way. All right, here's another question: Who would okay. you rather get in a fight with? You rather be the guy known as oh you the one got knocked out by that R and B singer, or oh man, you got you know. Your nose is now in the back of your head because you thought you could run a fair one with Bud Dupree. Like you don't win in either one of those situations. Yeah. Is it doesn't happen. So, but in a celebrity death match between the two, absolutely Bud Dupree. I'd rather absolutely. get
0: whooped by Bud Dupree. Mm. If I mm. if I had the option, like if there was no other option, you know what I'm saying. Third and I was option, losing both battles. Third Third option. If I was third option. Both, you have
1: one other option. A two piece for Mike Tyson.
0: Hell no! Not
1: <laughs> nope, nope. Hit you with a rib shot.
0: <sighs> so I probably wouldn't wake up for like three days. And get hit by Mike Facts. Tyson, bro. Facts. Three days already. Oh, anyway, it's
1: that time. Let's do it. It is that time. What's that time? <laughs> Next.
0: nerdy news segment brought to you by shout out to keith shout out to keith man hey nerdy news segment thing is okay it's been a month do we have to do a spoiler alert
1: we shouldn't have to but for the sake of anybody who i don't know has a life that you know is a workaholic spoiler like if you you haven't watched the new spider-man movie if you haven't watched you know any of the hawkeye episodes just go ahead and cut this mug off. Give us five stars. We'll yep. holler at you later. If not, yep. tune see, you, in. see you episode 72. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man No
0: Way Home almost a month in theaters. Oh, and my God, what a movie! Um, I happened to hop on the podcast with my guys Royden and Dex on the one take podcast. We talked about Spider Man No Way Home, and Man. I had said that. Um it's up there man as far as MCU movies go I'm going top 3 and I think we'll talk about that in a second but just Ooh. the movie itself everything you could want from a Spider-Man movie if you're a Spider-Man fan you get Okay Um just throwing out out there we already did a spoiler alert all 3 Spider-Man nice. as we were thinking was going to happen and It happened bro and one thing i like about how they did it they didn't just throw them in like a fight like a random fight they kind of brought them in in a way that i thought was really interesting um as far as tom holland spider-man actually needing them to understand or needing them for him to understand what it meant to be spider-man um for him to be able to relate to them and the stuff that they went through and like know that he's not alone and you know I I, I like how they brought him in and kind of just built up who they were from the previous movies and not like they they weren't just supporting roles like they just weren't no. throw-ins they actually no. you know were part of the storyline a part of Tom Holland Spider-Man and um that's one thing I got in my notes right here the second thing Willem Dafoe GOAT Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin.
1: <laughs> you know I'm something of a scientist myself, <laughs> <laughs> bro. The
0: scene, the fight scenes. It, it, it oh man, they were doing like WWE wrestling when he power bombed him through those flights of stairs or the you know levels of the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was insane. It's probably the like most brutal MCU hand to com- hand hand to hand combat movie that I remember seeing. Um I'm trying to think of MCU. Uh, probably the Winter Soldier was hand-to-hand, but it, it wasn't that grimy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It True. was very, True. like, brutal, I think. Um, but, yeah, man, Willem Dafoe killed it as, as you know, the, his acting skills are top tier. And I, I watched the interview that he did, Dane, where he was talking about the only way he would come back is if he could do his if own stunts. Do, and that don't, man's don't, like, yeah. and he's Community. in his 60s, bro. I'm like, yeah, like. You know what I'm saying? He, to the crowd, bro. He's, he's on another level. Um, what else I have right here? Uh uh Jamie Foxx's character was cool. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Jamie Foxx, it was he was basically there for comic relief. Um, he had some cool action parts, but it was really Jamie Foxx more than Electro. Like he was just yeah. cracking jokes here and there. I think
1: <laughs> they gave uh, him in a skeleton uh, script. It's like, go ahead, just go ahead and yeah, entertain just, us. Just give us yeah. some of that pizzazz. Right. Mr.
0: Fox. Uh action and then uh Alpha Melina's mm-hmm. doc ock mm-hmm. was dope he was killing it um his the bridge scene you know where the uh stark tech came to uh the tentacles or whatever that was that was dope um man it's just a lot of stuff that I, I i went back to see it twice but it's been a few weeks but i i can honestly say bro um when they had mentioned before that this was spider-man endgame i kind of agree with that sentiment especially with the ending and mm. with how the spell of people forgetting that he was Spider-Man went through. And I, I, I think it was an amazing movie. And on the one take podcast, I put it as the top Spider-Man movie. It Ooh. was a debate with everyone. It, me and Dex had chose this as the best Spider-Man movie. And then Royden and Teach had they the original chose Spider-Man. Spider-Verse. The Spider-Verse. Oh.
1: Movie as the best <laughs> one. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead, bro.
1: What you what you think of of uh, No Way Home? Man, yeah. I was, I in my head, I was like all the possibilities. I had time to think and avoid, because mm-hmm. um, see, the movie came out on that Thursday. I didn't get to see it until Saturday because just a conflict of schedules between me and the wife. Um, right. Of course, we didn't want to go see it on a school night because the son, our son, two-year-old, he needs to stay on the schedule. We didn't want to, you no, know, worry about that whole situation. So, went over to the grandparents' house. We went to go see him on Saturday. So I had Friday. Well, I had Thursday, Friday, and part of Saturday to reflect, as I was not on social media to avoid any type of spoilers. Reflect on what the hell is going to happen and what's going to make this <laughs> such a draw? Exactly. What's going to make this such a draw that I'm going to be like, all right, this might be the best Spider-Man. Like what could possibly happen? And all of my expectations were like, my expectations were like right here and everything within the movie was like way up there. So I was impressed. Um, I was happy for Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield because Like any star, I'd imagine they want to be revered as, you know, a hero or like fan service. Like, you, you, we appreciate you so much for the part that you play. Like, hats off to them. Like, they were certified scene stillers. And you can just tell off the bat that Toby, that's, that's the, the alpha Spider Man. Like, you, you just, from, the way that he handles or not manages, or I guess you manages the personalities between the two, just the assessing situations and the short, you know, portion we got from him. Like he is the alpha Spider-Man, but it makes sense because he's the OG. But the characters, the wordplay, like the it just my dude Wong sticking to what he knows. Like if he's every single movie he's been in, it's like, hey y'all, I'm out. I'll holler y'all later. Type of deal. Like. Dude is the person that shows up at the party for like five minutes. Like, all right, y'all, I'm leaving. He, but he's leaving a plate, a, a aluminum foil wrap plate. Like, I'm, I'll see y'all next time. <laughs> so it was kind of cool, uh, just to see him and his element. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to see. I mean, I have a few observations. I'm curious to see how they're gonna work in the post credit scenes. Well, so I guess we'll get to that later. Without me saying too much, how that how that's gonna work moving forward. Two. how the Multiverse of Madness... Yeah, Multiverse of Madness ties into this, because they, you know, I think back in December, um, they still had, like, a week left of filming or something like that, or ben, Wong's character. And
0: then character, they did reshoots, too. Yeah.
1: Wong, Wong's character said, which I didn't know to do, was British. Uh, Benedict is his real name. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, wait, whoa, what the hell? Like, you don't <laughs> speak like that? Like, what are you doing? Like, so... He's <laughs> like, So... Like dude was saying, like you know, the guy a week left to filming, so I'm curious to see how that's going to tie into everything. And then three, the last thing, maybe four, can't remember. How is this going to work moving forward with Spider-Man and them? No one having any type of memory about Peter Parker, so it's like, yeah, see, I got they, questions.
0: Like, they 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 broke it down to him being on his own finally. Like mm-hmm. this particular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: you know, in this first trilogy, we saw him with Tony Stark. We saw right. him, depending on Tony Stark's, you know, deck or whatever. Yeah, with insurance. Happy Hogan as well. Mm-hmm. No Aunt May. Rest in peace, Aunt May. Aunt Bay, <laughs> Uh <laughs> And with, I think, especially that last shot of him in the apartment, that's like the OG Spider-Man apartment building with the mm-hmm
1: everything uh, broken down.
0: Uh, Police uh scanner going mm-hmm. on and that suit was dope by the way. And I think that's that's where his next trilogy will be is, you know, him maybe going into college and maybe tangling with Craven the Hunter like some villains that we haven't seen yet in the MCU. Um and then as far as the Doctor Strange which is coming out in May, man, I think Ooh.
1: I this think, year, Deontay. I think this year, bro, this year, Deontay. Like, four
0: months. I think cameo level-wise, mm-hmm. it's gonna be insane. Um, with the number of possibilities. I'm expecting this is where we'll see the X-Men, the Fox X-Men come in. Yep. Uh, particularly Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Yep. Uh, I think yep. this is he he's coming back. I think we'll also get Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I think he's coming in this movie. I think uh well I forgot to mention Matt Murdoch in you know he oh. had his cameo in Spider Man as well, which you know they, you know you had those certain moments in the movie where your the entire theater went crazy. That yes, was one, that was one of them obviously. Of course, when the Peters came through. <laughs> Peter, um, Peter the yep. Peters came through, and um yeah, man, it's an incredible movie. Uh I haven't ranked it yet. Like physically ranked it with the mm-hmm. MCU movies, but man, I I, I got it top top three It's so hard. I got it top three, and I, it is my favorite Spider-Man movie. And I got Spider Verse at two. I like the Spider Verse, uh, the movie at, and the animation. Like it was so different from what we had seen ever before. Um, I just think man, bringing Toby and Andrew in, like I think. I don't think anything could top that as far as Spider-Man level moves. That's why I have it over Spider-Verse, just the nostalgia part of it. Um, Reliving what we have seen previously. And, you know, in a way it's making everything that we've seen since 2002. When did Mm -hmm. Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. Either. Oh, two
0: or four, but it's everything is canon, right? Like in a way. It bringing is, those back, like it everything exists. Is connected, like everything with the, yeah. exists. So, like, who knows what we can see next? You might see all the hoax together. I don't know. Like, er, anything <laughs> is possible now. What? Terrence Howard, say, cameo. That'd <laughs> be wild. But, um, yeah, man, movie dope. Five stars out of five. Ten out of ten. A plus 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 and um excited to see where. Uh, they take this trilogy with with Spider Man and um what what other uh, things what that other you notes. that you liked yeah
1: um I just thought it was an interesting take it's it's sad when you think about it the spell at the, the end of mm-hmm. the movie um the whole time we know his secret identity is Spider Man. You know, the or the identity behind Spider Man is secret, but now it's the other way around. Uh no one knows who Peter Parker is, but everybody knows who Spider-Man is, you know? Right. So it's like one, he and gets that's crazy, to, like Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets to reinvent himself, but two, he's alone. Like he's literally mm-hmm. by yep. himself. Um yep. another thing that I wanted that I loved about it was they acknowledged. Miles Morales, without acknowledging Miles Morales, by you know Andrew Garfield or man. Andrew Garfield Spider Man said, "Man, I just I just thought you would be black, you know, Jamie Foxx." <laughs> yeah, everybody went black. crazy in who we did? Yeah, yeah, because it was like it was real subtle. He didn't like exactly look at the camera, like, but it was like mm-hmm. to the point where there's enough dramatic pause where Andrew Garfield's like, "Yeah, so that's going to happen." We I don't know how they're going to set it up, when they're going to set it up, but it's going to happen pretty soon. Should be, be that the easy way to followers. do it in the tri- in the trilogy, the this this is is next trilogy that they do. This is true. This is very true. Um, what else? I really, really, really appreciated the level of humanism each time we see Doctor Strange because he operates in absolutes. It's either hot or it's cold. It's nothing in between with, with Doctor Strange, but. He was met at the crossroads with, you know, Spider-Man with Peter Parker. Like, hey, I have a I have a I have a moral obligation to help these guys, even though they're destined for, you know, to doom and kill people. But eventually he see he saw past that because of course he cast the spell again. But it's right. still just eye-opening to me. Every time we have a, a run-in with Dr. Strange at the hands of some sort of tragedy or, or I guess you can't say it's tragic. Nobody knows who you are anymore. That's definitely a tragedy. But every time Strange is on, something really traumatic or tragic happens. So with the idea that Multiverse of Madness is going to be sort of like teetering on the fence of a comic book movie slash horror, it's kind of like... How's this yeah. going to work? So I'm curious about that. But most importantly, my main focus or not focus, my main comment slash concern is like, what the hell is going to happen with the symbiote? The little 3% mm. of symbiote that got left behind like that. Yeah. Like how the hell, is, I mean, we're going to see it in the next trilogy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But how is this going to work?
0: What's crazy? They, uh, today I saw a concept, you know, they, all the concept art for the movie mm-hmm. is getting released and there was one with Tom Holland Spider-Man in the symbiote, symbiote suit I don't know if you saw it I yeah. sent it to Why you did it's I pretty see dope. It. so maybe that was something that they were kind of wanting to do early on and like no Strap we'll save it, it for too later. much yeah. yeah but I think we'll see that in the trilogy and for them to take uh, Tom Hardy's Brock back to his universe uh, I think that sets up sony's doing their own thing maybe yeah. maybe bring in andrew andrew garfield spider-man into tom hardy's world or something like that um i'm just Got not I'm, i i made a tweet about the morbius trailer being delayed and i said keep it
1: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah.
0: somebody somebody responded to me and was like this is a horrible take uh morbius is one of the, the uh something about him being one of the dopest or whatever villains and i was like i respect that but i'm not interested this is me i'm not interested <laughs> in a sony project that marvel studios is not a part of yeah um it's money that's just that's all it is I, I like is that- i didn't watch venom mm-hmm. i watched or i just read what happened that could like what especially with the second one as far as the post-credit scene connecting to the mcu mm-hmm. But man, I don't I don't know. I just don't have interest. Maybe it'll change for me at some point. If especially if they decide to bring Garfield to that world, mm-hmm. maybe um you know, I would check out another project if they brought back Andrew Garfield, which is the rumors that are swirling around right now since you know, everybody love. Yeah. And if that happened, of course, I I but a Sony universe without Spider-Man, I'm not interested
1: in. A Sony universe just, without without Marvel is like I'm yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah, I'm good so, on
0: that. Um, yeah, hopefully with with the symbiote, we'll probably see that in the trilogy. But Dane, uh, another show or a show that ended while we were, you know, on our vacation was Hawkeye, yeah. six episodes, and uh, the fifth episode was revealed. You know, we saw Kingpin, and right. in the finale, we saw Kingpin. Kingpin. We, we saw yeah. we saw him. Uh, no
1: question. We saw Wilson Fisk in the fifth Wilson episode, and we saw the Kingpin oh, in yeah, episode
0: sure. six. I got you, right, hey, my boy? Um, yeah. So episode six kind of you know comes to an end. Kate Bishop and Clint take on the uh, tracksuit mafia. Kate Bishop actually goes one on one with Kingpin because <laughs> Kingpin's trying to kill her mother. Correct? If I am correct. think what's going on um but then towards the finale we actually see echo um shoot kingpin and what we presume is but we know king we know kingpin is not dying you know Uh kingpin is going to be a part of the mcu for you know for the the next few years or so um but kind of overarching kind of since dane what do you think of the hawkeye series and where would you rank it among the shows that we've seen from Marvel MCU, just the shows.
1: The thing to me, I appreciated the most or loved the most about it was how not only the holiday feel that it gave, but we were able to slowly, it was nothing. I didn't feel like anything was rushed. They took their time with each episode is very intentional with how they allowed the characters to interact with one another to learn from one another, the way they engaged in fights with one another, the way that Clint realizes that he's not, he's not a monster. Yes, he might have murdered, or crazy, he might have killed a lot of people, but he hasn't murdered. He, He, murder is not something that he's committed. You know, he's, he's done a lot of, he realizes who he is or what he is, what he is designed to do. He's a weapon. He understands that. But towards the end of the episode or towards the end of the season, we realize this is a Clint that's completely forgiven himself. Um, yeah. he's, carrying a, he's carrying a lot of guilt. He's a has a constant reminder of the guilt of the, the bodies that he's collected over the years. And, of course, the one that matters the most, um, the one which... Help save the world. He can't really talk about. He can't really talk about that because there's there's not much you can tell somebody. I mean, obviously we know that there's a galactic mad titan that you know tried to wipe out half of existence, or successfully wiped out half of existence. But the one person he would love to have by his side to share that victory with, she's there's no way to bring her back. So him dealing with that and finally forgiving himself, coming to peace at it or coming to peace yeah. with it by the end is kind of cool. So I'm shot, shout out to K. Bishop. I'm glad that you know we get, we are introduced to one of the other members of the Young Avengers or the West Coast Avengers, whichever, um, whatever you want to go by. But they're setting up something pretty huge, and I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see what that's. And we've do.
0: seen we've seen through these shows. The I think we talked about it last podcast. We've seen mm-hmm. them setting up the Young Avengers. We got Kate mm-hmm. Bishop now uh, in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We saw Patriot. Yep division we saw Wiccan and Speed. Mm-hmm. And who is the other one that we have not seen yet? Oh, we did see it. Young Loki, Kid Loki yes. in um, the Loki series. Uh, so, of course, I feel like that's coming down the line. But I agree with you, man. I, I like how for the Hawkeye show, he got his Hawkeye. The character got his mm-hmm. flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always the forgotten about Avenger. You know, we always talk about Iron Man, Cap, Hulk, Hulk.
1: No, yeah me too, me too. <laughs> and, Thor, the, may- the mighty Avenger.
0: Yeah, this show kind of brought out the uh, the uh, backstory of uh, you know, MC always throwing layups and alley oops. Like the alley oop was set in in game with the Ronin situation and how he got to be. You know what happened during that time. So we saw that, and we saw how that was a toll on him during this series. I still wonder why he has he he. I, well, I guess he was kind of. On the run, but I'm like, dang, mm-hmm. why he ain't going to jail now? You know, wait,
1: <laughs> white privilege. Going to jail now. <laughs> <Yeah. And> most, <laughs> white privilege. Most importantly, anything we had so many theories, but my boy Jack, my boy Jack, he yeah. wasn't a bad guy. He was good. He was cool. Well, Jack was in the cluster, wasn't he? But came out yeah. there was slapping boys with the uh with with the dang uh, what's the thing called yeah. uh, the, the little the, the sword uh, thing, man, sword. <laughs> um, Boy, got was out Yelena, there.
0: more Elena, kicking ass and stuff so of course we're going to see her in the future
1: mm-hmm. but uh
0: hawkeye i think was a a great you know great show i still got loki as my number one show absolutely from the mcu so far we both agree on that uh, welcome um i know you said it first i i can admit when i'm wrong uh of course loki just seems like the show that will have the longest effect in the mcu when we're introduced to what
1: if i see loki uh, in multiverse of madness i would hope so oh i think That'd be so cool i
0: of so i think so i think so uh, yeah i think i feel like that show will have the longest effect on the future of the mcu um but for 2022 um just looking off these notes dang we got moon knight coming in 2022 show i'm talking shows wise we got she hulk coming Mm-hmm. We have Secret Invasion, the show coming. Man. That I, that's probably my most anticipated show. That's how for 2022. that's how I know we're
1: we're gonna get the Fantastic Four because Doom has to be like seek yeah. for Secret Invasion for it to be the best version of itself. We we need Doom. Like, ah, okay, sorry, go ahead. It's
0: coming. It's all it's coming. Miss Miss Marvel is another show that's coming mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. I'm trying to see if I'm missing anything. It's a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I don't think right. that's really going to tie in with the MCU, but I think that's what we got on the slate show-wise. Mm-hmm. And wise the movies, my boy. We got multi- Multiverse of Madness coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Thor Love and Thunder coming in July. Well. And right now, it's still scheduled, Dame Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is still scheduled for November of this year, so mm-hmm. you will see it at that, at that date sticks considering everything that's going on there but hey god god bless god bless uh, all the
1: writers for that sequel for black panther because i have no idea how they're gonna do it but i trust that they're gonna do it with. i wouldn't even mind
0: if they just delayed that again to be honest to i mean i like this, I would understand if they delayed it again, yeah. Um, considering everything and all the changes and stuff that's been going on with that, but definitely, you know, 2021 was incredible for MCU content. Right. I wish I had the picture in front of me, bro, but it was like nine different things that popped off. Like, we had let's see if I can name them off the top. We had WandaVision and in, in no particular order, yeah. No, WandaVision, Pretty. we had falcon in the winter soldier mm-hmm. we had uh loki
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, movie wise eternals Shang chi mm-hmm. uh spider-man mm-hmm. what if mm-hmm. uh what other show am i missing hawkeye
1: uh-huh.
0: i'm missing one yeah, more you're yeah, missing one i already know, you know it
1: what you know what it is, is? The Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow. There we go. Twenty twenty two is gonna be dope. Twenty twenty two is gonna. It's gonna
0: be a vibe, dude. Just chill, man. Just chill, bro. Just Um, chill. Yeah, episode seventy one of the duo in the books. Dane, anything you want to say before we get out this thing, my guy?
1: I have nothing else to add about the Lyle Collins episode. Uh, Let's um. (laughs) Let's. Let's have a lot of fun, man. Uh, make sure you tell the people that you love, you love them. Forgive, man. This is... Forgive you people, man. And uh, last but certainly not least... Go Cowboys.
0: Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we'll get into NFL talk next week as we head into the playoffs. It should be crazy, crazy. Like, yeah,
1: man. This
0: This is... This is honestly, bro. Anybody's for like, there's no favorites, right? Covid ain't there's COVID no ain't, favorites.
1: Covid's sitting in the and cut, chilling, man, waiting to ruin yeah. everything. So, yeah, I we gonna have to do our. Hey, we gonna record. Yeah, we can re, we can do our playoff brackets. Do our little playoff oh, yeah. brackets. Um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that next. So week. Let yeah. the people let the people know that we we out here and we ready. Yeah, of course. Here.
0: We back 2022, man. Yeah, man. We man. hope that. You and yours have had a great new year. Dang, dang. Um, Wishing all the best for you in this new season. And for Dane Beasley, I am Deontay Epps. This is the duo episode 71.
1: We out. We out. Oh, Bama, Georgia. Oh.
0: Bama, man. I'm not going against Nick Saban anymore.
1: Forget that. Facts. I got you, my boy. I got you, my boy. Yeah. You got Bama? Okay. I'm the one to pick. Come on, man. I told you this was going to happen, bro. I told you this was going <laughs> to happen. I told y'all. Did I tell I y'all? Told. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Bama, man. Bama by three.
0: We got Bama. I got Bama by seven.
1: We out. <laughs>